What is holding you back from joining the mission of Jesus? This is Saturday, November 5th, and I know many people are daunted by the thought of sharing their faith or joining Jesus' mission in any significant way. We may feel the burden of results or the burden of making a difference, but really that's God's part in it all. God calls us to show up, but he's the one who produces the fruit. Now, years ago, when I was in college, on many weekends, there were mission teams that traveled across the southeast. Often we knew little about where we were going until we got there. But we plugged in where we were needing, where we were needed, and we started doing the next thing we were asked to do. We put roofs on homes, did a lot of landscaping. I even got to build an outhouse in one location. <laughs> one day, when we were called to a roofing project, we realized that no one on our team knew how to do the kind of roof we were being asked to build. We sat down in the front yard and ate our lunch and prayed for wisdom, and shortly after, an elderly man walked down the road and asked us what we were doing. When we explained our situation to him, he explained that he could teach us. Then and there, our prayer was answered. And also, a new friendship was born, as well as the completion of that roof two days later. So how do we begin? Well, first, as we've been learning, we start small. God uses every small thing for the building of his kingdom. It may be food taken to a neighbor, or an invitation to go to lunch. And second, we join with what others are already doing. There's no need to recreate the wheel. There are scores of ministries in Miami already meeting needs and serving people. Granada's ministry hub in the lobby is a place where you can learn about some of the ministry partners we already have in the city. You can assist with construction, cook a meal for someone in need, read to children after school or tutor or mentor, provide support to area foster parents. You see, the list goes on and more opportunities are being regularly added. But third, just get started. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity and don't be afraid to try something new. This is the part, joy of serving. You learn. You grow as you're showing forth the love of Christ. Now here's our text from this past Sunday, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 11. So when they came together, that's the disciples with Jesus, the disciples asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now I return to this scene again because of the humorous way it ends. Jesus ascends to the Father. It must have been a strange sight indeed for the disciples. 
One minute they're speaking with Jesus, and then he rises from their presence into the clouds and is gone. You can imagine them looking up into the sky and wondering, how did this just happen? And that's what they're doing, no doubt with their mouths wide open in wonder, when two men show up. I think they're angels, but we're given no explanation for their appearance. The two say two things to the disciples. Why are you standing there looking into the sky? In other words, it's time to get on with the mission. You see, Jesus had just told them they would be witnesses, and they were going to carry his message into the world, starting right there in Jerusalem. How easy would it have been just to ponder Jesus, all that he had taught them and all that they had learned, and maybe to wait for the perfect time in the future to actually act on it, to do something about it. I think that's our situation too. We can be stuck looking into the sky or with our heads in the clouds. But it's time to join the mission. The idea here, as we have learned, is not guilt into serving. We remember that it's all of grace. God wants us to be moved with compassion and compelled not by law, but by love. He wants us to enjoy the mission and the adventure of joining God in his work. And this is what happened when I was in college. We can enjoy seeing, we could enjoy seeing how God would provide, seeing how God would take our meager efforts and multiply them and use them for good. This is a constant source of joy for me even now. I love to see how God works and how he's bringing life. Now, the last thing that two tell the disciples is that Jesus is coming back just as he left. And it's true our master will return. The days for the mission are limited. The day will come when Christ will return and usher in the fullness of his kingdom. Yes, he will restore the kingdom, but to a much greater Israel, one that reaches all over the planet. Now, there were a number of parables that Jesus told his disciples about his servants, about servants whose master departed and he left them in charge. They come toward the end of his ministry. Now, the truth is about those servants, they don't know when he will return, but they know he certainly will come back. And in each case, they are given a mission to complete for the master. And this is where we are. We're also waiting for our master to return, and we also share in the mission that he's given to us. So let's get started. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we await and long for your return, yet we know with each day of waiting your love can spread. Show us how we can be a part of what you are doing in the world and all the small ways that we can serve and extend your grace. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. <music>